Hi, friends. Harris here with a quick update before we get to today's amazing episode with the one and only Seth Worley. If you're listening to this podcast, it likely means you understand the role and value of storytelling in your work. But are you tangibly investing in your personal and professional development as a storyteller? It's a valid question. Story 2021 is just around the corner, and it is shaping up to be the best and most important conference yet. You can attend either in person in Nashville or online based on how you feel most comfortable. Either option will provide a unique experience like no other, and you'll look back on that experience as a pivotal moment in your creative journey. Don't miss it. Invest in your development as a storyteller. Head over to story2021.com to learn more and grab tickets for yourself and your team. There are less than 200 in-person tickets available at the time of this recording, and the price for all tickets goes up again soon. Go to story2021.com and register now. I'll see you there. Now, on to this week's episode of The Story Podcast. You know, I think the biggest cause of writer's block in the world isn't that we run out of ideas. It's a fear that the ideas we do have are bad ones. We don't want to keep writing, keep painting, keep creating, whatever it is, because we've got a feeling that the next steps just aren't very good, and we'd rather not create at all than create something that sucks. Seth Worley knows that fear. He's a writer and director who's done videos for Bad Robot, Sandwich Video, and Red Giant, where he's the senior content creator. He's also helped create some really great tools for writers like the Story Clock Workbook, which you might remember him talking about from one of our talks a year ago. He says that the key to getting around making bad art is just to go ahead and make bad art, but he explains it better than that and explains why the secret to making good art is making bad art. I'm going to let him explain it. Here's Seth. Personally, I'm just fascinated by bad art in general which is why today I really want to talk to you about the glory and the art of bad art, bad design, bad work, and what it can do uh, for you and your work. I love bad movies, uh, movies like Tommy Wiseau's The Room, so many Lifetime, and Hallmark movies, Congo, specifically Congo. Um, cheap horror sci-fi movies from the 70s and 80s. My favorite bad movie, though, is a movie called Star Beast. This movie is nuts, or it would have been if it were made. Uh, it was actually, it's a script that's publicly available online. It was written in 1980. It never got made. Essentially, it's the plot of Back to the Future, but like if Doc and Marty were video pirates with a pet monkey being chased by government agents, um, there's an atomic bomb and a time machine, which is a refrigerator, and they accidentally ruin rock and roll and cause everyone in the present to do the mambo instead. It is so bad. It's so bad, it's a masterpiece. And I think all creators are fascinated by bad art because for us, they're cautionary tales, right? They're what we fear the most. We're afraid of making something bad. It's what writer's block is. It's the fear of writing something bad, of being used in a, as an example in a talk at story about bad art, right? That's the risk you take whenever you make something, whenever you set out to make anything. But I would argue here, and I'm going to argue, that bad art isn't the bug that we think it is. It's actually a feature. As an example, Seth talks about a storyboard for a project he created. Apparently his drawing skills leave a little bit to be desired, which made him pretty nervous because these storyboards were going to Olivia Munn for approval. 
Seth was concerned that his storyboard drawing talents were so bad that she'd lead the project, but of course she didn't and everything went fine. The moral of the story, you're your own worst critic. Most people aren't going to be nearly as tormented by what you perceived as flaws as you yourself are, but that's not the only thing you need to remember about bad art. Here's Seth again, listen in. This is like the most important thing I'm gonna to say today. It's a very important thing that every artist needs to realize, which is that not all art is great. Most art actually isn't great. When the London Philharmonic Orchestra uh, chose the 50 greatest pieces of classical music, the list included, uh, I believe, six pieces by Mozart, five by Beethoven, and three by Bach. Uh, in his lifetime, Mozart composed more than 600 pieces before his death at 35. Beethoven produced 650 in his lifetime, and Bach wrote over 1,000. Out of all of those, only a handful were the greatest compositions ever written. What losers, right? Uh, it's the same five-year window, and the same five-year window that Shakespeare produced three of his five most popular works, Macbeth, King Lear, and Othello. He also churned out Timon of Athens and All's Well That Ends Well, both of which apparently rank among the worst of his plays. Loser. So nine times out of 10, you're going to fail. That's how it's supposed to happen, that's how it works. But if you're like me, that's also terrifying, right? Because how do I know which one of these I am. Like, how do I know if my bad art is a natural byproduct of a consistent work ethic and not the symptom of a failing one? Well, according to Ira Glass, creator and host of This American Life, the key is to knowing when your art is bad. So there's a wonderful series of videos on the internet of Ira talking about storytelling. You can just Google Ira Glass storytelling and you're gonna find like eight motion design videos of people animating this very quote I'm gonna give you right here. But find the videos of him talking because they're absolutely wonderful. In one of these videos, he drops this freaking A-bomb of wisdom. He says, for the first couple of years, what you're making, the first couple of years you're making stuff, what you're making isn't so good. It's not that great. It's trying to be good, it has ambition to be good, but it's not that good. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game is still killer. And your taste is good enough that you can tell when what you're making is kind of a disappointment to you. The most important thing you can do is a lot of work. It is only by going through a volume of work that you're going to catch up and close that gap. If you talk to filmmakers, you hear this term called first assembly. It's basically Hollywood slang for the first cut of the movie, the first draft in which everything you've shot is lined up front to back so you can see the raw material of the story. Watching the first assembly is a famously miserable experience. Filmmakers like Ryan Johnson, Chris McQuarrie, and Brad Bird have all told Seth that they hate their first assemblies. Seth says that Brad Bird, who directed The Incredibles, Ratatouille, and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, even said it's like you think you've made this really slick three-piece suit, and then you get to a moo-moo. <laughs> but if you don't make a bad version of the movie, you'll never get a chance to make a good one. All creation is iteration. Bad art is normally just a first step. It's a prerequisite for greatness. It's a stepping stone to a good, better version. Remember Starbeast, the Back to the Future uh, ripoff with the video pirates and the monkey and the mambo that I said earlier? So that script wasn't actually called Starbeast, it was called Back to the Future. And it was the first draft that Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis wrote in 1980, five years before the Back to the Future that we know and love was released. And you know what was, by the way, it was so bad, it was just bad as I'm talking about. But you know what was called Starbeast was Alien. 
They almost called Alien Starbeast, which I'm using as an example of something bad, when we all know that's actually probably the coolest title in the history of titles. Um, my point is, the Moomoo is real. The Moomoo is inevitable. The Moomoo is the natural state of anything you will try to make. So if it's inevitable, why not take all the pressure off and just aim for it? Like, we all want to make something great and put it out into the world, but sometimes that just feels impossible. So why not just relieve ourselves of the pressure of being any good? Why don't we just set our sights on making something stupid and bad, right? Especially if and when there's a project or a skill or a tool that we really want to uh, dip our feet into, but we're scared because we know it's gonna take a while to get good at. So get out there and make some bad art. The very fact that you're making it is a huge step towards making good art, even a necessary step. Every masterpiece was at one point a rough draft that the artist considered abandoning. Every piece of good art is just bad art that didn't give up on itself. And that scene you're sure doesn't work is just one edit away from being genius. You just gotta get on paper and figure out how. And look, I get it. Even though good art is just bad art that didn't give up on itself, it is easy to give up, especially if you're working in isolation. You weren't meant to do all this 24 seven alone. Community is essential to your creative work as a storyteller. That's one of the things that makes this community, the story community, so beautiful. If you find yourself lacking in community, you can find belonging here. The best way to kickstart that process is to join us for our annual flagship event, a two-day conference-style experience we simply call Story. Story 2021 is happening on September 23rd and 24th, and you can join us either online or in person, whichever you feel most comfortable participating in. Both experiences will be immersive and unique, and I promise, unlike any other conference you have ever attended. Head over to story2021.com to explore this year's lineup, theme, and learn more. Then grab a ticket before the price goes up. I hope to see you there. Until then, keep making stuff and telling stories that matter. I am Harris III, and you've been listening to The Story Podcast. The Story Podcast is a production of the Astoria Collective. It is hosted and curated by Harris III and produced, edited, and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. All music for season five of the Story Podcast is provided by the talented musicians at Soundstripe. For more information about this podcast and other creative offerings from Story, visit storygatherings.com.